0: Welcome to the North Group podcast. At North Group, we're constantly invited into organizations in order to influence leadership and organizational behavior. It is absolutely fascinating. I'm your host, Roger North, and we'd like to invite you into that conversation. Good morning, everybody, and thanks for joining us. Uh, I guess I don't know if it's morning or not where you're listening to it, but morning's my favorite time of the day, so I'm going to go ahead and say good morning. Good morning, Craig. Good morning. My guest this morning is Craig Schloniger, my good friend and partner, and we are continuing our series where we choose a common saying or idiom, and we deconstruct it or dissect it a bit Mm -hmm. to decide the degree to which it's truthful, usable, and in particular, applicable to the world in which we um, are engaged, which is primarily around organizational leadership and cultural development. So, Craig, you and I chose... You can't teach an old dog new tricks. I don't even know right. if everybody even knows that one anymore. That's been around since I was a kid, which means it's got some mileage on it. What do you think about that? Why do people say that? Under what circumstances would people say you can't teach an old dog new tricks?
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a good question, Roger, and the reason this one came to my mind is I'm starting to wonder if I'm getting a little paranoid that I'm getting older.
0: (laughs) Well, you are. (laughs)
1: and Maybe I might be that old dog. You know, especially when you look around and you see so many people that are younger than you are. And so you wonder, how are people looking at me? Are they thinking I don't have the capacity to learn like I
0: used Mm, to in the past? So you're thinking that this really applies largely to our... Willingness to learn something new, maybe even our level of curiosity—does that tend to diminish as we get older? That kind of idea.
1: Yeah, and and I'm not sure if if that diminishes as much as that we get we get into patterns of life, mm-hmm. and and uh, we can even become more stubborn mm-hmm. as as we age because we've been through uh, different um, periods of life to you know working together and so forth, and so we have a way of doing things. And so then learning might seem to be harder, Mm -hmm. but it's more of a mental attitude than it is actually harder to learn new
0: things. Yeah, and it reminded me uh, of another saying, which I'm just going to toss in here. Every once in a while, you'll hear somebody refer to another person who's got some age or experience or whatever it might be on them, and they'll say, oh, he's seen it all. Mm -hmm. Well, of course— we know that not to be true. And you and I have been engaged in this particular business and certainly in leadership for a long while. And I sure know I haven't seen it all. And I was reminded uh, of that just Tuesday afternoon <laughs> this week in a conversation that I had uh, w- w- with a client where, you know, it was just a situation that uh, I was sorry to hear about it, but it wasn't one I'd seen or heard before. But anyway, back on this subject of learning, uh, do you think that there is a tendency for us to desire learning less as we get older is that where this idea about old dogs and new tricks comes from
1: yeah i don't know if it's a desire for learning less as much as it's hard to get out of our patterns of life or okay. the ruts we get into but it is an old saying but i have actually i heard it in the last week did you and and so that's what also brought this to my attention And it was in the context of, um, you know, this one company, they have guys working out in the field, very talented guys out in the field, and they changed their technology, Mm -hmm. and they gave the guys in the field iPads to enter the information in. And some of the guys were struggling with the iPads, and uh, right away the phrase came out, well, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. And, And it just hit me that, I don't know about you, Roger, but... I have um, I have two parents that are near eighty, and I have a father-in-law that's over the age of eighty, and they're on Zoom and they are using social media like Facebook to stay up to date with their grandkids. How commendable and, is that? That's really commendable. And they're learning these, you know, the, these things. Now it takes some time, yeah, but they've got it down and they mm-hmm. can learn it. Mm-hmm. And so I think with um, with this phrase, what it really needs is a learn a willing learner. And a willing teacher, okay, working hand in hand together.
0: Yeah, it's interesting when when the generations flip on that because mm-hmm. you probably experience this. You you and I both have grown children and they're advancing in life and and doing well and those sorts of things. And there was a time in life when we were doing almost all the teaching. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And we were hoping that they were doing some of the learning (laughs) from the teaching we were offering. Now, it's certainly equal, at least, with my adult children. And I think in many cases, I have more to learn from them than they might from me. Or maybe the learning just fits in different categories. I'm not sure which. What are you thinking?
1: Yeah. And and that's where we have to be open to, to take that learning or wanting to take that learning. But I think about our, you know, leadership, and and how important it is for leaders of organizations to say, hey, we're going to adopt a new technology, but we are going to take the time to train and to teach this new technology mm-hmm, instead of mm-hmm. just dropping it on people mm-hmm. or expecting people not to be able to uh, to learn how to use it, but to really to to,
0: to get into that teaching mode for and, these things and to accept that people are going to learn it at different paces with different amounts of enthusiasm, different amounts of aptitude. I mean, that's true with almost everything, whether sure. you're teaching a young child to ride a bike or you know, your son's growing up to catch a ball or shoot a basketball or something. Some of them are more gifted than others, and that certainly is true in, in, in organizations.
1: Yeah, yeah. and And you can even see how organizations evolve themselves in a learning pattern or adjusting, <laughs> and it's kind of a resiliency thing of just how do we stay relevant as an organization that has been in business for for many, many years. And and I'd like to share a few examples yeah, of actually do. my clients sure. that, that's really neat to see. Uh, one is Smucker & Sons. They've been in business for over 60 years now. And they could have just stayed right in the same path that they were before of being a, a roofing, predominantly a roofing company. But then they expanded that into all of exterior improvement. Okay, And then about 20 years ago, they took a chance and went into laser cutting services. Okay. And that was to kind of smooth over the cyclical nature of the construction industry. But that is an organization that has decided we're going to keep learning mm-hmm. along the way. Mm-hmm. And because of that learning, we got to change our organizational structure. We've got to um, uh, maybe adopt new technologies and so forth.
0: Make significant capital investments if they went into that field, I would think. That's right. Yeah. They, they
1: have three laser machines right uh-huh. now. So, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, and uh, and I'm sure there's other things they tried that didn't work, but these are the three things that, that they learned and continue to adapt and move so, forward.
0: So what do you think – there's probably no existing organization that consciously 100% buys into this idea that you can't teach an old dog new tricks, but what do you think happens when organizations uh, and leaders – Desire for learning or wanting to move toward innovation or curiosity or when that slows down, what happens or what's going on there? Yeah,
1: I think when that slows down um, the curiosity factor goes away
0: mm-hmm.
1: and you just kind of do the same thing over and over again, mm-hmm. which gets you through the day mm-hmm. and it might be the easiest path mm-hmm. but sometimes you know our world shifts. And and you're not prepared for that shift
0: uh, in the future. Yeah, I think one of the hardest things to do, and I even think about it in our own business, is say wh- we have a success pattern mm-hmm. from a way of doing things, and much of that is produced by consistency or routine combined with a desire for continuous improvement. So yes. we have processes here uh, for leadership development and team development organizational development cultural development at North Group that we've used for 20 years I'd like to think and I hope that people are experiencing them in a much improved more educated more innovative more accessible kind of fashion than they would have 20 years ago or hopefully even 2 years ago but sometimes it doesn't feel that way to right. me because I'm 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 using the same now each conversation I have I'm adding to my intellectual inventory Mm -hmm. if you will Mm -hmm. to help people forward but i do wonder sometimes if a pattern of success uh diminishes our willingness to Mm -hmm. try other things yeah do you think that's a danger i think you see that
1: yeah i think it definitely is a danger but then as we've even seen in the last year uh how much everything has shifted yeah and and so you do have a pattern of success and you stick with that pattern, and you make incremental improvements on that pattern of success. But you also have to be open to what changes can we make along yeah. the way. Uh, what what have we learned, and how can we apply it in a different way? Just like at North Group, we've if you look back twenty years, Roger. We have a whole lot more services than we did 20 years ago. Certainly true. And so that's taking what we do really well and applying it to other, other services. So
0: you, you hit on something there that is actually a, a belief that we have at North Group, and we're writing about these beliefs in our written blogs right now. But one of them, is, and I forget how exactly how we're phrasing it now, but the idea is that uh, sustainable change is normally incremental. Yes. Every once in a while, you get this maybe flash of brilliance and you immediately hop onto it. But for the most part, I think both on a individual level and an organizational level, that that change is incremental. So in some ways, uh, a leader's job, you and me leading an organization, we need to make sure that that, that incremental change is occurring and then it's adding value to our, our our colleagues and adding value to our clients and have some way to sense that we're delivering more valuable excuse me more value today than we did yesterday because probably in our case we're not going to flip our whole business model next week yeah right but we are getting better at it
1: yeah i i would think so and and i think if we're not getting better at it then we've decided Hmm. To stop learning? Yeah, don't let us do that. Yeah, yeah. and and so, but uh, definitely, I think, and even when you bring new new people into an organization, mm-hmm. new talent in, that moves the organization forward because they're bringing um, uh, their past experiences, their skill set
0: to uh, to to the organization. What What are some of the practices that you use? Uh, I guess I would start with you personally to stimulate learning and to avoid becoming the old dog that can't learn. Yeah. Uh,
1: reading is, is big for me. Okay. And uh, reading, and not just reading things that um, I necessarily agree with. Okay. Or, or I'm, I'm already what I feel skilled at. Yeah. But really going out of, out of that zone to read, to understand, to learn something new. And actually, Roger, that is one of my goals for this year, is to learn a new skill, Wow, good I don't for know. Who. I don't know what it is, You is. Haven't
0: identified it yet. No, I haven't. Okay.
1: And um, but uh, if it means taking a class yeah. or or if I can do it online, yeah. wh- whatever it takes. But I just want to learn something new this year and uh, to
0: to see how it goes. I like that idea. I also like the idea that you just mentioned, and it should go without saying. But uh, in society right now, it probably doesn't go without saying, which is reading or investigating things that aren't exactly in line with what you already think. Yeah. Because so much of what seems to be happening right now is we talk with people who think like us and we make comments to people who think like us, whether it's theological or business Mm -hmm. or, or political or whatever it might be. And all that does is reinforce us into more of a rigid way of thinking. Yeah. And. If you would ask that same question back to me, you know, I, I was thinking, I'm asking Craig this question about what, what is he doing to cultivate continuous learning? I'm thinking, how does that apply in my case? Well, reading would be a big deal for me as well. And I, I had a, a client who has mentioned the same book to me about three or four times. Roger, have you read? And each case, I said, I said no, I mm-hmm. haven't read it. Mm-hmm. And it was a book on, he told me it's a book on negotiation. Yeah. Well, there's something about that right. that didn't really seem overly attractive to me, and so I just push it to the side. And, of course, I, I, I get more recommendations on books than I can ever mm-hmm. read. But about the third time he mentioned it to me, I thought to myself, well, if only to be conversant and helpful to this client and respectful, I should, I should at least order the book. Yeah. Right. And I ordered the book, and now I'm a quarter of the way into it, and it's very different than what i thought it would be and i think i've already picked up a couple of new ideas that actually have may have some fairly direct applicability to everyday to what we do for a living and how we transact business
1: and isn't that fun to to read something and all of a sudden you get kind of a almost an aha moment yeah of, yeah oh wow that that does make a lot of sense yeah. and and what works maybe in a different industry or or a service offering we can apply that learning to to what we're
0: doing. You know, Craig, I loved what you said as we kind of put this whole conversation back together. Love what you said about was it your parents and your father? Is it your father-in-law? And that's my father-in-law. Yeah. Over eighty. Yeah. Of course, I've met him. He's a fa- he's a very bright man, learned it, learned, it, and he's willing to use technology. Yes. In order to. Maybe he's motivated by staying in touch with his family or whatever that might be. And I think too of my my in-laws. Carolyn's mm-hmm. parents are just terrific as far as that's concerned. My father-in-law is going to be eighty-nine here in a week or so. Oh, it looks wow. like he's about seventy-two. But at any rate, fantastic. They they uh, they use technology on an everyday basis. And I, I don't know that they're necessarily motivated by technology, but they are motivated by staying current yep. and understanding what's going on around them, and particularly by being able to stay in touch with their family and and what their family is engaged in and i just i just have a lot of respect for that and i i i want to emulate that as we get older because in some ways i feel like maybe my interests are getting more narrow right and i think that's that's a little dangerous
1: i yeah and and that's what i well you know clint eastwood said never let the old man in Mm. and and so you get up every morning and you just don't let that old man in and you just keep learning and 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 taking it every day you can, um, uh, where you want it to go. And and you're right, Roger, with that from a personal standpoint, but I do want to call out one industry, and that's the restaurant industry right mm, now.
0: Mm.
1: Um, they had to, in this past year, think of creative ways to to learn how to do their business in a whole different way that they never expected. And if you think about the evolution of in this last year of what they've done, um, first they were closed down, so they had to learn how to do takeout service. Yep. And after takeout services, they decided to set up tables in their parking lot. Yep. So that they could continue to serve the public. And after they set up tables in their parking lot, it started to get cooler and they put up heaters outside. Yep. You know, these pillar heaters mm-hmm. to keep guests warm so they could continue serving. Mm-hmm. And then something I never thought I would experience, and you and I experienced it together. We did. Is we ate in a plastic tent, a, a bubble outside yep. with a propane heater, and
0: it was actually a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot but, of fun. But
1: just how how they had to adjust on the fly, and I'm sure they tried some things and it didn't work, but they then found the, the formula to at least survive this period of time and hopefully the dining rooms open back up again
0: great example of organizational change in that and learning and in that case forced into it in some ways yeah may we as leaders organizational leaders leaders of families and communities not be forced into that but cultivate uh, an environment of continuous learning and curiosity and not be accused of the old dog that can't learn new tricks.
1: Absolutely. Thank you, Craig. Thank you, Roger.
0: Thanks for listening to the North Group Podcast. For more information about North Group Consultants, please visit northgroupconsultants.com.